Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of In the Zone. Giancarlo Alino here with Anthony Pinello and Chris Bartelli. A jam-packed show we have for you, but uh, the news was broke yesterday because of a eventful weekend, I guess. We mm. can say that. Donald S. Cherry, who ranted about Remembrance Day poppies, gets fired on Remembrance Day. Chris, uh, what are your thoughts on Don Cherry getting fired, and what does this mean for Hockey Night in Canada? This is bigger than the NHL at this point. Um, this is about this is just about issues that have been discussed for years and years, and you know, racism and and being separate, uh, being separated in society, and you know, Don just just going out there and you know, doing his you know, the people this, the people that, uh, so. You know, his, his remarks were kind of wrong in the sense of, like, you're kind of dividing people. You're saying how these people don't wear poppies and they should wear poppies. And, yeah, I think it was uh, I think it was the right move from Sportsnet. Uh, he's 85. A lot of people forget that this guy's 85 years old. Like, I know that a lot of people, they've joked about, like, his old age and Alzheimer's. And, like, that's, you shouldn't really be joking about that. But 85 years old and you're still on TV. The fact that he's been on TV this long, um, it's uh, – it's kind of surprising because we all know that Donnie just says what he does, says what he says, and he doesn't really care. So even after the remarks went off air, he's like, "Oh, I meant it. I, I don't take it back." So he has no regrets. Uh, you know, he's now fired. Uh, he could finally go relax on a beach, sip some pina coladas. I don't know if he's going to want to do that, but uh, he's had a hell of a career. This is bigger than the league. This is a sports commentator that's been in. The, he's been in the game for since my dad was like a little kid so this is a it's a big deal and uh it's unfortunate but you know what i think it's it's time it's the end of an era with hockey night in canada yeah for sure uh you know it's almost 2020 now so everyone's losing their mind over his comments but as a fan of don sherry it's it's a it's, it's a really sad day because the guy for decades and decades has come into our homes every saturday night and thrown his knowledge at us but uh yeah he's very outspoken and he's very opinionative so honestly Honestly, this is the perfect way for him to go out. Yeah, it like, probably I'm not would. surprised. At, like, if you told me Don Cherry would have said something to get him in trouble, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I see that. How's that not going to happen? Yeah, it's it's one of those where it's, I guess it's bad timing. Like, it's a special time for, especially for a guy like Don. He loves the veterans. He loves, you know, talking about the soldiers. And, you know, he's a very old school, old fashioned guy. And just, I guess the way, like Pinello said, I guess if he had to go out, it would be that way and going against what he says and you know it's him being wrong and he's 80 again 85 that is that is an age where you've been on tv you're on tv every week and you're 85 years old i'm surprised he hasn't said something sooner like i'm, I'm honestly surprised so you know uh it's good for sportsnet to do this as hard as it probably was for them to say okay don uh we got to part ways after 35 plus years of work um I really don't know what this means for guys like Ron McLean and Jeff Merrick and all these other guys that are with Sportsnet. Uh, they're all great. I hope that whoever gets this role, um, they just kill it. I know Brian Burke has been heavily uh, looked at for this role. And I mean, why not? He's very blunt and honest, kind of like Don Cherry. I feel like he would step right in there. And uh, I know Brian Burke and uh, Ron McLean. I don't know if the chemistry would be spot on right away, but Ron had to work with Don for years. So, um, you know, he's he's had some hard times with Don, Ron, Don, Ron. So now it's <laughs> going to be Ron and Brian. So 
hopefully it works out, but let's just talk about Ron McClain for a second. No one appreciates Ron McClain. Ron had to carry this show, I'll say at least the last five years, because again, Don Cherry, he's old and uh, he can't really... He can't really bounce off a lot of ideas as quick as Ron does. So Ron carries the shows. He tells them what they're talking about. And then Don just puts his two cents in. Ron must be, I'm not trying to say like that Don's been kind of dragging Ron down, but Ron must kind of be relieved at this point where it's kind of like, you know, Don's 85. I guess he, he went out the way he wanted to go out. And, uh, you know, that's kind of it. Uh, Ron, I guess, I think if anything, he deserves to have his own show. Do you guys agree? Yeah. Hometown hockey, right? He has with Tara Sloan, but if you're on Saturday night, by yourself, give Ron McLean. Give him a couple. I, I'd say give him a couple of the next Saturdays to himself. See what happens. Yeah. I was going to say hometown hockey is actually the perfect example because it's the one chance you get to see him do his thing with Tara, who's very good as well. So I would love to see some solo shifts from Ron just to see how uh, it would play out. But I'm excited to see what happens. They yeah. got kind of shafted. Remember, they got George Strombolopoulos to come in when they merged with CBC, and one year, you right? see, yeah, you see Ron like come in like, what do you mean? Um, I'm doing what? Like I'm not part of this. And then they got rid of him and uh, put him back in that position. But I want to see him a couple solo runs, maybe until the new year. Then bring Brian Burke in in January. But uh, I don't know. There's a campaign on Twitter about people wanting to bring Don Cherry back. So. Do we see Don Cherry eventually, you know how media companies are, they get desperate. Is TSN or Sportsnet going to knock on his door and say, Don, you want to come back and we'll blow this all over? Uh, I want to say no this time. He's 85. I don't think I'm going to go out if I'm a media outlet or I know like people may sound desperate, but I think TSN right now is doing pretty well considering they don't get a lot of hockey games. They have the O-Dog, they have... Leafs lunch. They have all those guys there. I think they're doing just a perfect job. James Duthie, I think, is brilliant. Bobo, you know, he probably knows probably the most. I think he knows more than Don Cherry in hockey. No offense, but Bob's a he's a hockey encyclopedia. So um, I don't think Don should go to TSN. If he goes somewhere, I guess I'd probably say somewhere in the States maybe because I, I feel like they would be more desperate for hockey coverage in, in America than here. I don't think he, they, we need him here. I mean, uh, we've seen it before, people, not even in sports, just in general, you'll come out and you'll apologize and you get a second chance. But for a guy like Don, he's very he's very stubborn and hard-headed and where, he, where he's at in life. I, I wouldn't count it out, but uh, I'm more on the no side for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Mike Milbury, if that guy can get another job, <laughs> fuck, they'll probably say, Don, got another zero, just go up, be nice. Put the thumb up. Do the thing you do with the thumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the thumb up. Do the thumb and pretend to play the piano, and you're good. Yeah, you, that's what you do, Don. You, know, you do the thumb and the piano. Like, just do that thing, and we're good, right? Just say you're sorry. We'll bring you in once a week, once a month. We'll pay you more money, and you'll just go and say more stupid things in the States. It's pretty funny, too, because you got to look at it from both sides. Like, I look at it from the professional side where I actually think he's wrong here, and I think he should have got fired. But then you have other guys, like I have a couple guys at my work yesterday, and they were bashing it. They're like, oh, I don't think you should have been fired. It's bullshit. I just kind of look at them. I'm like, man, I've been watching this guy for since I was like three years old. And like, I think it's time. Like, it's 2020. It's time. And he's like, oh, but he brings so much knowledge. And I'm like, not really. He doesn't. Like, he, he has the knowledge. It's in his head. Just he can't. 
it's like you can't. I don't know. He can't voice it properly. It's just tough. You know yeah, what I mean? Like he, he has <laughs> no he has no flow with it anymore. That's why Ron has been carrying him. Yeah, it's been very progressive the last little while too with uh, the, the game changing. It's uh, all these fast young guys in the league and a lot of smart guys there at Sportsnet. So yeah, like even though he did get fired, now would be the time you maybe bring one of those guys into the limelight. Yeah. I feel like it would have been a perfect time. Like even like a couple of years ago, some of the stuff he was saying about like Russia yeah. and the states, and like it's very like it's very cold cut. Like he would just say it, and you know, I guess maybe he got warnings before. But when you bring up like dividing like a race and dividing people, that's when you you cross a line, especially in Canada as a multicultural nation. That's kind of when you draw the line and say, okay, that's it. We're going to cut ties. But I, again, Alina, going back to your point or your question, I wouldn't be surprised if he knocks on the door and someone's like, holy shit, you're Don Cherry. He'd be like, yeah, you ready? And then, and then yeah, then he's back on set again. I, I wouldn't be – even if he does some like radio for like an hour or for like a segment, like I wouldn't be surprised. See him on the quiz with O-Dog and oh. Duffy and Bob. That'd be jokes. I can't see him on that panel. <laughs> He'd be roasting O-Dog. <laughs> he would look at you and be like, you were a pro? Oh, you look like a Twinkie. I remember you. Surprised you made it out of the O. Yeah, he'd probably say, yeah. You know, yeah, you know how Don is. But give him like an unfiltered Barstool Sports, Sirius XM. Don, you can go in, swear, say whatever you want. Okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, can you imagine that? I feel like he's been on TV so long, though, without swearing that he wouldn't even be able to swear. I feel like he would – it just can't come out of his mouth. Just whatever's natural to him. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter what Like I feel like like a, like a like an F-bomb to us is a let's go for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I think. So, yeah, that's it for the Don stuff. But. So, yeah, let's move on then to the Leafs. Oh. Any news to... there with uh, who's going down, who's coming up? Well, I know uh, Nick Patan, uh, apparently he's not a f- – He's not a mainstay on the, in the NHL. He's flipping back and forth. So he got called back up, and so did Casimiri Kesik, whatever. He's a, <laughs> his, his name's a nightmare. Kaskasuo. There it is. There, I said it. Um, and Michael Hutchison starting 0-4-1, having a 4-44. 4-44 mm. goals against. Ruined our record. I'm not, su- <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not surprised that he got waived. And I'm not surprised that he got cleared. <laughs> he's not good. Uh, this is a tough one for us because I like Kaskasuo and he's been solid in the A. But the way Babs is going to use him will be the same way he uses, uh, uses Hutchison. The second half of the back-to-back, the other team didn't play. The Leafs are already tired. So you're already start- starting from behind with that. Like, I don't know what they see in Casimir. Do they see him as like a mainstay in the organization do they see him as a backup as long as freddy's uh, as long as freddy's there i don't think anyone's touching him but I, they see value in him I, I feel like though they're not they're not thinking about that and i feel like they have to start thinking about that freddy's already 30 years old you got to start kind of looking at the next crop like we have joseph wall we have Kasua, and we have that other goalie that uh, ian scott so we have those three to i guess pick from but do you guys think Kes- – I don't think he's a I don't think he's a starter. I don't think he's really going to be important to this franchise. Out of everyone, I'd probably say Wall is the likely to be your starter. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Freddie's in his prime right now. Uh, I wouldn't 
just because you have all these guys, there's no need to like force them up when they're not ready and put like unnecessary pressure on Freddie. He's already starting like 60, 65 games and probably the most. He's, he's yeah. gone on record to say he doesn't want to start that many. And Babs, like, well, well, you have to, so you're going in there. <laughs> so uh, I, I would probably. It's tough because of our situation, so messed up. But ideally, I would like to trade for a backup. It's kind of tough with all the cap uh, situations with the package like all the AHL players together yeah <laughs> who's the backup that you would target though because like I like I, there's at least been nine backups this year that have been red hot okay. so I can't really tell you we had them like two years ago like a guy similar to that oh Reimer. just a prove yeah right yeah <laughs> just a proven guy in the league knows how to get the job done Hutchison's kind of he's been he's been a third string he's been floating around the last little while like we brought up before Neuverth when uh, we signed to the PTO like this guy has experience. He's been in the league for a while. If he takes it seriously, guaranteed that's our backup. And then like two weeks later, he was at a camp. So that position's kind of shot for us right now. Would you go for a guy like a like a Corey Crawford? No, too much money. Yeah, it's about five mil right there. Okay. How Could about a, how about like a Grice? Nah, it's still unknown. Too much. Too good too. Yeah. I think they'd want too much for. They yeah, won ten is, in a row that day. Yeah, he is pretty good. Yeah, I'd, I really don't know who a backup would be. Brissot, I don't know. Like he's not even. Up. He hasn't been in the league that long either. Oh, it would have to be Reimer. <laughs> Backups are tough. Happening. Or Morazic. Brian Miller. Ryan playing. Miller. Oh, I wouldn't mind that. Been a number one. At least he can come in play at 10, 15 games. There's a trend starting in Toronto where all the former Leaf killers are coming to the team. Spetsa, Marlowe. Now, now, why not? Why not Ryan Miller? I never thought I'd see Placanitz or Spetsa in a Leaf jersey. Why not Ryan Miller now? Or Ole Jokinen. Ooh, I remember. (laughs) Yeah, but Ryan Miller. The only thing with him is. He likes a West Coast because his wife. Oh is yeah, apparently an actress. She's but, a what's it was yeah. it called a housewife or whatever. Yeah. So he's so lucky. Yeah, he has to be. In the how West does Coast. he? How did he get that? He looks like a pedophile. We like James here. Yeah, on in the zone. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Rhymes. Now Rhymes is a beauty. I wasn't talking about Rhymer being a creep. I was talking about Don't Ryan Miller. He looks like a pedophile with his long hair and his really. Skinny face looks like a. Ugh. All right, Think Brian Miller it. fans, uh, that's Chris Martelli. Send your death threats to him, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not talking about the the Vesna Ryan Miller. I'm talking about the 36 year old Ryan Miller. So the over the okay. hill Ryan Miller, who would be a nice backup for, for the Freddy. That Ryan Miller is uh, is a legend. So yeah, it would school us for six, seven straight years. Good yeah, times. with a Finneganov and Briere and Derek Roy and Jason Pominville and Tim Connolly and, and Tyler. Well, I, could, I could just keep, I could just keep going with names. Chris yeah. Drury and yeah, Shitnick and <laughs> Miroslav Zayton. Oh, Satan. He just isn't he a coach now? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's talk a bit about the Marner injury. Uh, I had to bring it up because. Uh, it's kind of depressing, but he's out a month, about similar to like an Ibaka injury. About uh, he's out about a month. Who do you think has to step up the most right now? I'm gonna say Willie, yeah. even though he has been. I think Willie now needs to. Uh, take, I think he's got to kickstart that offense. I think he's got to. He's got to. He's got to take it to another gear now. Well, uh, the last he's got four in the last two, which is nice because doesn't really shoot. Which, no, he don't, I don't. When you look at his skill set, you, you, you'd want him to be the guy on the power play when he gets it. To, he has a laser, too. Yeah, he's wide. But everyone will automatically look to Willie because he's the next best winger on the team. 
but I don't think any individual player will replace what Mitch can bring. He's one of the best play. He's easily the best playmaker on the team. One of the best in the league. So yeah, Willie's got to be better. Kapanen's got to be better. It's. I think it's just going to be a full team effort. But yeah, Mitch gone for a month is. It's going to be an obvious hole there. Let's see how they look. I think this is uh, Nick Batan's time. He's a good little technician, much like Marner. So he's going to be going there, I think, slotting in right away. I'd put him with Tavares. Give him that chance. Like, you want to go up and down. You don't want us to send you back down. Here's your opportunity. If you don't go in and impress, your ass is back down in the AHL and you give us the next guy up, whether it's uh, Bracco or who else is there. But if Nick Batan doesn't impress, I would tell him, this is your last opportunity, or else you're not going to get called up for the rest of the year. You did that, too, before last game. You put Patan with Mitch and Tavares. When, um, I remember, yeah, I remember that. I forgot who went down. It was against Washington? It was one of the games he put Patan, he moved him up. Oh, no, it was against L.A. Yeah. Yeah. That, it was that boring game. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that game was boring. That's got a good chance of that. When it, so Hyman should be back, what, January? I know, like, he's good now. He's off surgery, but apparently Bab said there's, like, he has no idea when he's coming back because he has to get the yeah. strength back and all that. LTIR just to cover the ass there. Say, oh, he didn't recover. I thought he was a long-term injury. He got the cap relief. Yeah, until January. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like now would be the time for even a guy like a Trevor Moore to yeah, – this is a big opportunity for you. Have Marner and Hyman out, even a guy like a Timoshov, if he could stay in the lineup, you know, play extra hard the next game, maybe really prove to Babs. Like, maybe give me a top six chance if – if it's there, because again, Marner being gone that first line, that puts a big, that puts a big X, and all the guys that are in the bottom six, like I want that spot. So I'd either probably give it to Patan, Moore, maybe Timoshov. I'm not really sure yet. I don't know if I give it to Kapanen because I've seen Kapanen with Tavares, and it's just it, it hasn't worked all year. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. So I think that third line, I'm not touching. I think they've been the most consistent throughout the year. Kerfoot, Mikheyev, and uh, Kapanen. Really just those two, because the other, Kapanen's just kind of recently been there. But I would keep Kerfoot and Mikheyev, and then I guess Kapanen locked in the meantime. So who would be the guy then to replace Marner, you think, on the top? Is it Patan? It's looking like Patan or maybe more. That's, yeah. I'd like yeah, to I see put Nylander and Matthews away. Yeah. Or maybe try it once in a while, Tavares and Nylander, but I think Nylander's probably better with Matthews' skill set. I think they'll move Willie up on that power play, but um, still, there's, there's both of them are still so different. So even Willie taking Mitch's spot, even though it's just one player, they still got to change the whole dynamic around because Willie can't do what Mitch does. My biggest worry is uh, what does this injury do for John Tavares? Because like I, I don't want to bash his offensive game. Like he's amazing, but. Again, like, he's played with Marner his whole career in Toronto. And now he's out a month. And, like, he's coming off a broken finger. He's not the fastest skater. Like, I don't really know what to expect from an offensive standpoint for John Tavares right now. I really don't know. Why don't you, uh, why don't you ask Kyle Ocposo and Matt Molson? Yeah. should feel right at home I don't give that. a. I don't give a shit who's on his line. If John Tavares is on your team and he's making all that money and he's on your fucking second line... If you have a 1A, 1B, and John Tavares is part of that, you're producing. Let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope he produces, and it wasn't all Marner. Oh. Oh. I'm there. testing the captain right now. Let's go, Johnny. There it is. You're the captain. Let's let's show it. Let's go. I I, I, I don't know. What, what did he have last year? 40, 47 goals. Yep. 
Was that third? Holy in the- shit, he had 47 goals last year. Perfect year for him last year. He's never going to get that again. I don't think so. No. I'll say 36 goals this year. And everyone's going to be like, oh, Chris, what the fuck? That's 11. I'm like, well, what do you want from me? I don't know. <laughs> for guys like that that have been in the year though, uh, in the league for so long. A decade already. Their stats will always like fluctuate, but it will never change the, the opinion on what you think of him. So no. Tavares can get like 20 less points, but the next year when we talk about him, that's John Tavares. That's still a superstar. So uh, even if his line mates change or the points drop off, he's still going to be a key factor to every game we play going forward. Oh, yeah. He's he's probably our, uh, one of our most important. But let's talk about our best player right now. Let's talk about the second star of the week. No, not Willie. Oh. Sorry, man. Austin Matthews. Ah. He is uh, He's looking like our best player. And uh, I'm kind of happy because his contract is an abysmal nightmare. At 11.6. But, yeah, he's uh, he's looking unreal. He had nine points this week alone, nine and three games. It's pretty funny to see. Two goals, seven assists. So, he, uh, yeah, he had a lot more assists this week. He doesn't usually pass the puck. But what are you guys' thoughts on uh, Austin Matthews' play as of, uh, as of late? He's looked like uh, that number one centerman. Yeah. He's a stud. Coming in, gets the job done. He works hard, loves his family. It shows up to the rink and it improves. That's what you want. So if you keep doing that and you come around and play like that and score points and be a good pro, Love your you're going to be all right in this league. But, uh, yeah. We <laughs> see that in bunches, though, because for him it's just doing it consistently. Yeah. He, he looks like the best player in the world for a month and then he fucking falls off the next one. Fuck. It's been good right now. Him and Willie are clicking. The, they, they went on a three-game winning streak, but... We, we were still complaining after every game because, you know, Toronto. But, yeah, they've been good, so let's keep it rolling. Well, that that win against L.A. was probably one of the sloppiest wins I've ever seen. I think that everyone was, was expecting, like, 8-1, and they squeezed it out. We had – the shots were, like, 15-10 in the third. I was like, what the hell is this? Even <laughs> Chicago, wasn't it? Like, didn't they get over 50 that game? 53 shots on we did? Yeah. Oh, my God. They outshot Chicago. Second half was wild. All I know is Patrick Kane's career stats. You want to talk about Crosby killing the Leafs? I think Kane might be worse. I actually think he might be worse. Throw them all in a fucking hat. Like I'm add him and Leonard Fantasy. <laughs> I was reading a stat. The last three years he's faced the Leafs. Guess how many points he has? In Kane. How many games is that? Three years. Uh, I think it was six or seven. So seven games. I'll say sixteen points. No more. Oh, shit. 21. Oh, my God. <laughs> Patrick Kane. There it is. He changed the game. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But let's talk about the other two uh, stars of the week. I want to talk about the third star, Kale McCarr, your boy. He had yeah. six and three. Three goals, three assists. Is he uh, – He how many points? He has like 13 points already. He's got 17 on the year. 17 points. Yeah. Point per game right now. So. Yeah, he's one in these. He might win the, the Calder then. If he's, I didn't know he was doing that well. He's got 17 points. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Literally, he just took Barry's spot on the power play. It's been living life for Kale McCarr over there. So, And the first star of the week, you guys want to know who it is? You're going to laugh. Kapo Kapo. Anders Nilsson. Oh, man. The backup goalie for the Ottawa Senators. He was 3-0 this week with a 164 goals against and a 950 save. Was he in that when they faced Carolina? He was not. <laughs> was that last night? Yeah, 8-2. 8-2? <laughs> uh, it's, it's Ottawa. It happens. They're not, they're not finishing. 
this is this never happens. You're not going to see this again unless it's Mac or it's Brady Kachuk getting eight points in three games. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. What are your thoughts on on Ottawa as a whole? I don't think I don't see them. Like a lot of people talk about um, rebuilds. Like you got to look at Chicago. Like they lasted what two years? Now they're already kind of back in it. <laughs> Colorado didn't last long. They're back in it. it. Can Ottawa get to that point with Brandstrom and Chabot and Kachuk and Colin White and all these guys? Or do you think it's going to take a little longer out in the East there in that division? Uh, I think it'll take a little longer. Because uh, even Buffalo too is like they're looking better. Like I think Buffalo's more for real than Ottawa, but. They have two fucking pillars on D, which most teams in the league would kill to have. Uh, yeah. They got they got Kachuk after not finishing first, so that's a nice consolation. So they have pieces there. I don't think it'll they'll maintain this. There's just not enough credibility there. Uh, I think they'll eventually fall off, but you know they got some pieces there. There shouldn't be. It shouldn't be all fucking everyone dying in Ottawa right now. Well, no, because you got to look at like if they get like Lafreniere at the first pick. Like, I don't really know what to call them in two years' time. Are they a bubble team? Are they a dead last team? Like, Lafreniere is being compared to the best prospect since McDavid. I've not really watched enough of him, but I've seen his stats, and he's killing it in the queue. It's like it's not even a thing. He had 100 points last year as a 17-year-old or a 16-year-old. Yeah, he's uh, – I think they are they were, like, looking at him in Crosby stats because he plays on Ramuski, And, uh, yeah, they were kind of similar – but you can't really make a comparison to be Sid if you're in junior. Like I feel like you got to kind of wait with that. So everyone gets a hundred in junior. We'll see. So with that being said, if he's going to be that good, fuck Ottawa. Hope they don't <laughs> finish last. <laughs> I hope the Kings get him because they need someone like that. Talking about rebuilds, I think the Kings will take a little longer than the other teams you mentioned. There, uh, I remember I was uh, going to get this guy last week, and I'm listening on the radio, and they're talking about LA and like their status and. They were bashing them pretty bad. Like, yeah, like they have Doughty and Kopitar and Quick, but Quick is basically like on his way out now. Doughty is still, I guess you can consider him a top 10 D in the league, but he's being wasted now. And Kopitar just give him another, give him another like three years and he'll be done. So you look at like you look at their prospect pool. It's not the deepest. Man, it's Foley, Clifford, like all these guys, Trevor Lewis, like all the. The guys that have been there forever, but they haven't really progressed and no. done anything else. They're still on their there. fourth line. Yeah, we're watching the Leaf game and they're showing the lines. Legends, the game. Lewis, Lewis and Clifford. And Clifford. Yeah. Like, Holy shit! Yeah, legends. Twenty twenty. Yeah, <laughs> legends. They've been there since twenty eleven. Two first rounders, two grinders, still on the fourth line eight years later. That's hilarious. Like guys are talking about like Blake Lazat and all these guys making the team. And it's, for now, it's like it's a good story, and you're like, oh, who the hell's that? But. Maybe hopefully in a couple of years we'll be like that. That guy's a good player because like I don't want to see LA. I don't want to see any team in a state like this where it's like, what the fuck are you? Like, are you shit? Are you good? Are you? You have all stars on your team, but they're just they're just gonna they're just gonna walk in their grave now. Like they're just chilling here. They're not winning anything now. But again, they've already won their stuff. So except Colt Matruck. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? He deserves it. Fuck him. Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> Really, when you look at their prospect pool, I think it's gonna take like a long fucking rebuild. Well, everyone, everyone was everyone was hyping up Velarde, and like I haven't heard his name since getting drafted. I know they have Velarde, uh, Kapari. He's good. They have Anderson Dolan, who's looking like a steal they too. Took, uh, they took another guy this year in the first round. 
Bjorn fought. He, he, pick, he right? yeah, he barely played. He he played nine games this year with them. They sent him down. Sean Dursey from the Muzzin trade. He's looking good, actually. Kale Clegg over there. So, like, there are some names there. Grunstrom. Yeah. But, like, you know. They're not getting them. They're not A prospects. They're all, like, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see prospects. I like all those prospects, though. Like, I would take them all on our team. Well, the only one I love with them, I had him third overall, was Turcotte. I think he's going to be a star, but. That's a, that, at least that's a start. I think they stole Turcotte at five. I think that's a start, but... So this past draft then was... It was good for them. for them. It was good for them. But Kirby Dodge is proving me wrong, too. He's already playing. He's actually on their team. He stayed. He's their center. Yeah. Third line or fourth? I don't I don't know what he's playing there. Because they have Debrinket and Strom and Taves, and yeah, they're loaded there now. Debrinket's rolling. He was in the start of the year. He was pretty bad. Same yeah. with Strom. Let's you know what? Let's talk about Ryan Strom because uh, this guy's been surprising me quite a bit. This guy's got like 17 points. He leads their team in points. Let's not talk about Capocaco. Let's talk about Ryan Strom, the guy that got traded for Jordan Emberly. Alino, I want you to start. Surprising a lot of people. I don't know how long this is going to last. What if he just goes on a bad streak where he gets one point one week and four games and you know, get two points in seven games, get like have one breakout game. Oh, he's back, and he ends a year with thirty points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't he's know. Down that road, though. Yeah, yeah. Alino has no hope. You have no hope. Yeah. I hope he can. Because yeah, for like, him, I would hope. But like, <laughs> he went fifth overall. Yeah, we we know the drill. We watched the draft. We keep up with junior hockey. We thought he was going to be a star, and it looked promising. And then what the fuck happened? And oh, he's back, and then back down to the minors, and then fifty points with. The Islanders and then back in the AHL. So some of these guys, you have no idea how it's going to turn out. What was he, 2011? Yeah, 2011. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that was a draft in itself where you're looking. And I remember when I was watching it with my brother, he wanted either Strom or Shifley to go at that pick. And I said to him, I'm like, I think I would have taken Strom at the time. And they took Strom. And then we just saw his development just not move, just stay still and – this is a weird one because, like, he went back to junior and he was amazing. And it's like, okay, yeah, awesome. Yeah, give him a pace. Yeah. And Solid in the A. He had that 50-point year with the I. Like, I don't really know what happened. They so were they were ranting and raving about Strom. They're like, oh, he's going to be our two-way behind Tavares over there. And it's like, oh, okay. And just didn't pan out, which sucks. Because Shifley's one of the best centers in the, in the league. Based off his history, I don't think he'll maintain it throughout the year, but I hope he can stick with the team at least and put up around 20 goals and, yeah, maybe a little more than 30 points. It's kind of like, I remember you guys are going to laugh, three years ago, a guy named Sam Gagne dropped 50 points with Columbus. Kinda, I think it's going to kind of be like a similar year with that, with Ryan Strom. He'll drop like 55 and everyone's going to be like, okay. <laughs> kind of like what Nick Foligno did four years ago when he dropped 73. We're like, nah, he's not doing <laughs> that again. And then the year after that, me and Pinello started laughing because he dropped like 35. We're like, ah, fuck you. He's not doing that again. <laughs> 73. Where'd you pull that out? This guy's the all-star captain and everything. Get the hell out of here. In Columbus, too. Yeah. yeah. What a fucking year for him. <laughs> yeah. He also had, I think, his first kid that year. It was a magical year for Nick Foligno. Good stuff. Hopefully now it's a magical year for Ryan Strom. Let's get it. <laughs> but now let's move on. Uh, I want to move on to the ring. I want to talk about uh, the pain maker still being your champ. And I want to talk about basically how Adam Page is uh, he's being groomed to be the next Seth Rollins in AEW. Yeah, I went there. Okay, let's start off. We got uh, – overall, what were your thoughts on the show? Uh, 
AEW, uh, I haven't really been looking at the ratings compared to AEW and NXT. They've been I, winning every week. Yeah, AEW's <laughs> been winning every week, which is, to me, that's kind of shocking. Last I, week, I, though, was just barely cool. that they won. 800 and something thousand. So their ratings are going down. NXT is slowly creeping up. I think NXT is the better product. That's just my opinion right now. I think the last m- month or so, they've just... It's just it's a lot more interesting because of the Survivor Series build too. Like yeah. you're you're mixing main roster guys going yeah. down. It's it's fun. It's unpredictable. That's what I like about it. But uh, let's just start off. We had that singles match with Britt Baker and Bea Priestley, two girls that are probably going to be a big part of this division. I guess Britt Baker, uh, not ROH or not ROH, not AEW champion yet, but she will be soon. Uh, what, who do you think's the biggest? Uh, the bigger uh, woman out of these two moving forward is it Britt Baker? Uh, yeah, I think you can kind of tell they're revolving it around Britt. But the match, uh, it was shown on the pre-show for some reason, so I saw it on YouTube. <laughs> Thought the match was fine. Uh, they gave Britt the win here, right? They did. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I like these two together. Like when you looked at their initial roster, and you're like, oh, they don't have a whole lot. There's a lot of people are still green. They were they were the standouts. You looked yeah. at Britt and B, and you're like, okay, these two they should mesh well together. So I thought the match was fine. Yeah. And after the match, they had Awesome Kong come out with uh, Brandy. A little sick character that Awesome Kong has. She cut off B. Priestley's piece of her hair. She keeps it as a memento. She's got like hair around her waist. Yeah. Looks pretty. Yeah. So now every (laughs) week, I guess she's going to be cutting the roster, women's roster. Who wants a haircut? So it's safe to say say that Awesome Kong is going to bury Rio. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, Brandy Rhodes is her. Valley or manager, whatever. So that means, she, yeah, she's winning. Okay, uh, that's it's good stuff. Yeah. That's about it. Um, up next, we had is uh, the Young Bucks versus uh, Santana and Ortiz. Who stood out in that? Other than the sixty-year-old boxer jumping around <laughs> everywhere like a fucking idiot, because the Young Bucks every match it's all about spots. It's not about story in the ring. They don't care about that. Uh, what were your thoughts on the match? Did the right uh, team win this? Yeah. Yeah. Inner circle, they gotta establish them. We everyone knows the young bucks. The only thing I hate about this, in the promo, they're saying we, nobody, no tag team has been as relevant as us, and they're said for ten years. Are you high on crack? <laughs> They've been relevant for ten years. They were in TNA ten years ago. No one knew who they were, and then five years ago, in New Japan is when they became a little popular, got some buzz, went with the Hot Topic store, but. <laughs> to say there, no one's been more relevant. Like, are they forgetting the Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian? Uh, I can name you one tag team that's better than them. The last ten, that's the Usos. There it is. Yeah, New Day too. Yeah, they're probably better. But the Young Bucks, I get where they're coming from, but just relax with that. Tone it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really wanted to see the showcasing of LAX, and we got to see that because I didn't. I knew who they were. Like they were kind of guys in the wrestling world. You know who they are, but you haven't seen a whole lot of. So seeing them was fun, and yeah, the right guys went over. The only thing I remember from that match, uh, I forgot who, someone sold the super kick and looked like he just got fucking tased. Do you remember that spot? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was Ortiz, I think. It was like his whole body yeah, just jumped down and fell forward. Yeah, that was good. But yeah, solid tag match. <laughs> okay, well, up next we had was two big names, Adam Page and Pac going at it, singles match. Adam Page beats Pac. His streak is over. Um, I think this is a big fat mistake. What are your guys' thoughts on this? I don't agree at all. I don't mind it. <laughs> There's some history there, obviously, with Page and Jericho. I guess they want to keep the 
Uh, There's still some heat from their story, so I guess they want to keep that going. Uh, I'm not... Hawk will get there eventually. He'll always be uh, a guy to watch regardless of what he's doing. But yeah, you can just tell from this, even when they were a fucking t-shirt company, you can tell from before that Paige was also, like Britt Baker, being groomed. So I'm excited for this match. Hopefully it's not 40 minutes because, you know, Chris is a little older now, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, kind of like the Darby Allen match they had for the belt. It was like it started really slow and then it, it picked up after. So I think it'll probably be similar like that. But I want to just see Pac have the belt. I don't want to. I love Jericho, but like I just want the matches to be a little bit better. If you're like in the main event, I know Jericho. Like, I love his finish. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. But like, yeah, I don't think Pac should have lost here. I feel Is like he undefeated going un- into this. Yeah, man, they he kept... lost to Hangman Page on Dynamite. Oh, yeah, he, I know he lost to Page on Dynamite, but before when he beat, when he made Kenny like pass out, it's a big one. I'm like, okay, this is where you make him your like top heel, other than Chris Jericho, and you know he loses here. I know they they value wins and losses, so uh, hopefully Pac can get back in the win column. Uh, he for me, he's probably one of the most important guys on this AEW roster for me. So yeah, um, moving forward, we got. Joey Janela, the fucking freak, taking on Sean Spears. Haven't seen him a lot. Very vanilla-y. Uh, right guy win here. I know he. Uh, I haven't seen him in a while, Sean Spears. So he got the win. Tully Blanchard with him. It's always great to see Tully. But uh, what were yeah. you guys' thoughts on the match? Even when he comes out to the ring, he has that look on his face. Yeah. Totally <laughs> he wants to fuck someone up. <laughs> That's amazing. Fucking hates getting on the outside. <laughs> you see Sean Spears use him. He distracts a ref, undoes the turnbuckle, goes on the outside. Totally, come here. Jumps off and does a spike pile driver and then throws Janela in the ring and takes him out. So I thought this was perfect. Right guy won. Yeah. Sean Spears needed it. For uh, Joey Janela, though, I think he's been featured every single week. Because they have the AEW Dark and then Dynamite. He's been on, like, Both I think the most out of everyone. So for Joey Janela to take on a guy like Sean Spears, who is another guy they're kind of grooming. I've said it like three times now. It's good stuff for him. I feel like there's a trend. Then. Is that he what you're took saying? On, uh, yeah, he took on Omega last week, or was the week before. Had that triple threat with Darby and Jimmy. Havoc. Like He's in some prominent spots here. I think he's a guy to also look at going forward. You say you have Joey Janela being featured every week. Where do you think they have him, like on the hierarchy of Oof. stars? Probably not on that like top. Like, level a, like so he'd be like a mid card champion, is what you're saying. Maybe, around there, but, uh, definitely okay. a serviceable guy. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, next we had was SoCal versus the Lucha Bros for the AEW Tag Titles, of course, and they also Private Party was in that. I know you guys love the Private Party. I'm a big uh, SoCal guy. I love, I love, you know, fucking the vets, yeah. the grizzled vets. You gotta love them. Right. Um, I'm actually happy Lucha Brothers did not win this. Uh, what were you guys' thoughts on the vets retaining here? This was a must. Yeah. Mainly because <laughs> it was just, a must. Uh, <laughs> I I'm surprised the the company did this when they introduce all the titles and then they have the big win and then okay you're defending it in two days. Yeah. I'm I was surprised for- they did <laughs> they did that, but yeah, I see you winning was. Uh, yeah, it was, it's a statement. It's like, okay, yeah, we're vets, but we're here. It's kind of like Jericho winning the world title, and you're going to bring people in if you want uh, people to discover tag wrestling, a whole new world of tag wrestling, and you have SCU There's there, the I vets. think. That's Those it. are the two guys to bring you in. Kazarian and Scorpio or Chris, whoever. And their shtick has been working for years. I love it. So 
And Christopher Daniels came back, <laughs> yeah. helped his team. He came under with the Pentagon. Uh, How old is mask. he? Fifty now? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's pushing fifty. He's <laughs> I think Christopher Daniels now because he's not the tag champ with them. It was to be a singles for a short term. Maybe faces Pentagon, or I wouldn't even rule not rule out Christopher Daniels going after Chris Jericho. That'd be a good one-off match for a world title. I could, yeah, like that would be pretty cool. Just adding another challenger that you didn't really see coming. Like that, that was kind of me with uh, Darby Allen when they announced that. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> like this guy, this guy's young as fuck. It's in his hometown. Let's see what happens. And he got the. I'm pretty sure they just did that for the ovation too, and just to boost uh, the inner circles chemistry with each other um but yeah moving forward yeah we had rio versus emmy and uh she she obviously retained um i don't see this rain though uh, lasting a lot longer that's my opinion i kind of think it does just because i look at the women's division as a whole and other than like <laughs> awesome kong and uh i guess Britt baker because she just won there's not a whole lot buzzing there i would keep it on her for a little while I feel like they're going to just give it to Awesome Kong. Yeah, they have to. Uh, with with uh, Brandy Rhodes and I was their manager. I'd maybe tease it for a little, though. Don't just have a match and then kill her and then fuck it. Okay, Brio, bye. That was fun. Go back over there now. <laughs> I mean, I want to agree with you, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Like, they just threw, oh, yeah, well, last second for the women's title? Okay, and then there it is. It's over. I'm with you, though, that uh, it's it's looking like Kong, who's next. But, but like, she, yeah. she did beat, um, what was her name? Uh, Rio to win the title. Was it Nyla Rose? Nyla Rose. Yeah. She beat Nyla Rose, so that like that's a pretty big win for Rio. So I mean, if you keep building this underdog story and like you could have her win, or I don't think she's gonna beat Awesome Kong, but you could like build that story. You get a solid. You could have like you could yeah you could have like Brandy Rhodes as like the person talking and saying oh like Awesome Kong's gonna kill you and like you don't <laughs> have a chance and then Rio's like. She needs a manager. She can't speak English, so it's just kind of like, oh. And that's when Kenny comes out and fucking V-triggers Brandy. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> that'd be joke. But yeah, I don't. I, awesome Kong's gonna be the champ. Yeah, she has. She's gonna be the champion with her hair all around her Should body. Be fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, next we had was Chris Jericho with Jack Swagger. I love saying that. That's just I love saying that. Defeating Cody Rhodes with MJF. Now was this as predictable as you thought? Because yeah. for me, this was predictable. The ending was predictable. Everything was predictable about it. But, you know, two great pros. <laughs> Actually, four great pros. MJF, he's a, he's a young buckaroo, but he, he he's probably one of the best heels in all of wrestling. I just love him. Like, did you see what he what he signed that girl? <laughs> Too whore. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's the best heel in all of wrestling. Um, yeah, what were you guys' thoughts on it? Yeah, I like it. MJ, the match was obviously too long. They should not be wrestling half an hour. He's 49 years old. Give it a break. Like, do a 15-minute <laughs> match. Give it a match. break. Like, this guy's not going to be doing this, like, for long if you keep wrestling half an hour a night. So just 15 minutes would have been fine. Use that ending. And then MJF now with a low blow on Cody at the end, selling it. I would have liked to, if it happened, maybe, like, six months down the road, build out the friendship even more. But Cody and MJF seems to be the next feud, and... Maybe even Cody and Dustin are teaming up to take out MJF, so it should be interesting with them. Yeah, I'm just surprised by the timing. I thought it would be a couple months down the road because you look at MJF and right away everyone's like, oh, he's going to turn on Cody, that's going to happen. And then it does three weeks later, so if they tease that a little longer, maybe you can sway some opinions. But MJF and Cody, regardless, 
will be a very fun story. So, what do you think of uh, him not being able to win the title ever again, ever again? Uh, it's just more a uh, fuel to the fire, another reason to hate MJF even more. So, this was perfect. Just the ending was perfect. The match was too fucking long. The ending was. Perfect. Do you remember in May what I said? Who the first AEW champ should be? Was it MJF? It was Cody Rhodes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now he can't win it ever. That's Make great. Make the boss win the title. That should go over well. How shit's changed. <laughs> Yeah, like I, like I think I said something like I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Have Cody oh, come out and win. TNA. Have 2000, yeah, 2002. <laughs> yeah, but then we had John Moxley and Omega in a oh. lights out match, and uh, it was lights out. <laughs> it was pretty damn solid. Uh, I saw a lot of highlights, and John, Dean, whatever, whatever your name is, you're a bad man. You're you're just. Renee was watching, and she was definitely was doing something. Oh. And. Uh, Kenny Omega, I know it doesn't count to records, but this guy, just an awful career in AEW so far. It's a slow start. It's a yeah. slow start. But what are your guys' thoughts on the end result? I'm not, I don't like it. First, John Moxley, like, <laughs> I don't like it. This match is supposed to be Kenny Omega's a best boat machine, and he's in a friggin' hardcore match, basically. Not even a hardcore match. I don't know what they were doing. They had mouse traps on a board, and they did that spot. They had barbed wire, like, Fences on the outside of the stage. Uh, Jimmy Cornette has that saying what he calls AEW oh, Outlaw yes. Mud Show Wrestling because <laughs> they just do spots and <laughs> just all the outlaws and the fans will just start going crazy for it. And he's not wrong. He's it's not all wrong, about the especially spots. this match. Like this is like their fourth lights out unsanctioned match. So I don't get the. It's gonna lose its like credibility. Goal, yeah, already credibility, has everything. So they gotta change that. Just make it a hardcore match and count to wins a record. <sighs> but I would have had Kenny win because his whole AEW runs just killed his whole career so far. You get traded to a new team. It's, you're not meshing with the boys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, with the second you hear unsanctioned, you know some freaky shit's going to happen. And This match was a clusterfuck, and it was hard to follow. But <laughs> Kenny should have had the win, too. Uh, I guess for him that means when he finally does get a win, it's going to mean that much more. But... I'm just curious to how long they're going to keep uh, dragging his losing streak on for. I don't know because I'm looking at the roster. Who the hell would he face to have a meaningful win? Like, I don't really don't. I don't know. Would it be Pac? He already lost the Pac. Would, <laughs> would it be Sean Spears? Like, is that the big win? Is that where you, you, you turn the page? Could be anyone, really. Like, there are a lot of credible guys on that roster. It's just that. Uh, the delivery can you uh, see uh cody ask kenny for help take out mjf <laughs> they're both at the bottom of the barrel now so maybe maybe <laughs> i could see that but yeah i don't really know who kenny uh know he's gonna feud with down the line and actually win i really don't know who who's like who are the the of chris jericho he's a champ he's not losing he's he's rolling he deserve that. <laughs> like adam page is a face like unless you turn kenny heel you could do that Maybe have him uh, align with MJF, Yo. take out Cody Rhodes. Bring in Marty Skrull, the villain Enterprises, <laughs> Kenny Omega and him. And they'll have all of the elite. Yeah. All the owners of the company. No, nah, just bring in Okada. <laughs> you're fine. Ooh, no, you right. can't. That, that guy's the, he's the, he's the champ. He's, he's the man there. He's got the best clothesline I've ever seen in my life. Makes too much money, too. I'll probably have to give him like $20 million to come over. How's uh, how's Adeo doing over there? 
Well, he's pretty uh, solid. Hasn't running been the club over there. Yeah, I was in the city. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in that. They've been kind of uh, eh, the last couple of years. Once everyone. Prince Devitt. Yeah, he, he dipped. <laughs> all their foreign leaders leave. <laughs> they have to find an actual person who's from there to make more sense. But fucking Devitt. You know what? Let's just quickly talk about WWE for a second, because uh, Sin Cara was just being featured, and then he requests his release. Is that a smart thing to do? No. I think he's going to AEW. Uh, I don't think he's sticking around at WWE. Yeah. <laughs> it's either there. I'll say there or TNA. I, I, I think he's a yeah. lock for Mexico. Yeah? Like, I'll oh, fuck yeah. it going back. Triple A? Wherever he came from. I'm not out. <laughs> Go back wherever the fuck you came from. Because there are some guys, like, when they get released or whatever, it's like, oh, I'm going to go here and here and here, and I have this opportunity to do everything. And then there are other guys that say, okay, I, I'm going to go back home. And I think uh, Sin Cara would be one of those guys. I'm going home. Yeah. I think he'd be perfect. Isn't he 41 now? I'm actually, I'm not even sure. It has to be. <laughs> I would go back as like, uh, what is it, Unico, when he just came out. I think he'd be perfect for LAX. <laughs> yeah, join them. I think he'd be a perfect fit. He's not a main eventer, though. Or be with the fucking Lucha Bros. Oh, that'd be a good one. Sin Cara! Odale! <laughs> so, uh, what about Rusev? The big announcement, did you see that? I did. I did see that. The sex addict put a machka. Lana. <laughs> And then it turned out it wasn't – she wasn't pregnant. She just wanted I to – I got an update saying that she's very uncomfortable with the whole story. Yeah, it'd be too. Yeah, that's just kind of – Bobby Lashley though. What a pro. Someone has to do it, but <laughs> – Let me pull up uh, this card quickly because I'm pretty sure I saw a match that's happening that everyone wants to happen. AJ Shinsuke and Roderick Strong. Is that what uh, – who sent that this morning? Me, but <laughs> this guy and you know what they're gonna change on 100 percent, just like they did the tag match and we'll probably see aj versus roderick strong versus someone else we don't want to see in the match so you're saying they're gonna have shinsuke lose the belt i hope not to jinder mahal oh. <laughs> i just hope they don't take if anyone's getting taken out of this match roderick strong for someone else are gonna an upgrade for Velveteen for sure. Yeah, they're or gonna put Velveteen riddle. in there. Unless they're all in on the undisputed era. I think they are. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Let's see what they have here. So it's actually confirmed. It's confirmed. It's it's AJ versus Shinsuke versus Roderick Strong. Who would, like who, who do you have winning that AJ. one? AJ. Yeah, Shinsuke <laughs> needs a win, but they're gonna give it to AJ. Team Raw: Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Ricochet, Randy, and Drew. That's a nice-looking team. Randy's turning on Drew, and that's the end of <laughs> the Team SmackDown and Team NXT have not been announced yet, but I have this feeling that the captain for NXT is going to be none other than Baby Adam Cole. And uh, wait, so who's in this? So we have Seth, Kevin, Rick, Shea, Randy, and Drew, so you don't have Brock in it. Brock, I think, might be taking – oh, and he's taking, he's taking on Ray. He's taking on Ray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so is it safe to say that Team SmackDown's captain's the Fiend? Or they don't put him on the show. Yeah, I'm not having him on the show. And I'm not having Brock on the show. Like, if he wasn't facing Ray, I would not put him in that tag match. Never mind. What am I saying? Team SmackDown's captain's probably going to be Roman, Roman yeah, Reigns. For sure. You'll have Brian in there, too. You probably have, yeah. Reigns, I'll say Brian. Uh, I'll... The Miz, probably. Murphy's on Raw, right? Yeah. I'll say the Miz. I'll say the Miz. However, lost to the NXT guys. Co- were probably oh, not Kofi. Good. He's he's a he's in that match with the champions for champions for champions. Fifteen tag match. That's 
Yeah, that, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Walter will be on the NXT team because you face Seth Rollins on Raw. He's been on the last two shows. So maybe Walter, Adam Cole, the two champs. Would you have Adam Cole, team uh, captain team yeah. NXT, or would you have Finn Balor, captain team NXT? I think you have to go with Adam Cole just because he was a guy they brought in with Triple H and made him look like the leader. But Finn Balor, I wouldn't rule out being on the team. Is there any possibility that a Seth Rollins or a Kevin Owens turns on their team to go to team NXT? Ah, I don't see it. <laughs> Especially Seth. <laughs> Can you imagine Seth turning on Team Raw? He needs it. I'm the fucking man. <laughs> this is my show. I just can't see it for the turn to for NXT. I I don't think they would. I think they're there. I think they're grooming though NXT as like the heel brand for this show. So they should. <laughs> they're invading the the big boys. I loved seeing Walter come out and just beat the fuck out of them. When that I fucked. When they brought in the UK guys. I didn't know that was happening yeah. either. I'm like, oh, they're bringing in the UK like it's, people. It's, yeah, it's cool and exciting, but it just kind of seemed like a way to just kind of shit on them. And, mm-hmm. like, they had the Viking Raiders take on, uh, I forgot their name. The Flash English. Morgan Webster and, um, oh. and there was, like, three minutes, too. I thought you were going to say the English Connection or whatever <laughs> they're called. Tyler Bate there. Oh, that, no, not Mustache Mountain. No. And then they had Imperium on, too, and it was kind of the same thing. I love Imperium. Yeah, they they're fucking the nasty. Man tag, so it's they're already the, getting ready for yeah. that. It's like the UK brand. It's like, oh, they're here, but, like, that's it. They're just here. They're not going to play a big factor. Do you guys? Who do you guys see winning the tag team match? I, I'm, I'm going to say that probably the New Day's going to win that. I think the Viking Raiders, because they've just been squashing jobbers, so it's about time they get a win over people in the big leagues. Yeah, I'm with Raw on this one. <laughs> yeah, the Viking Raiders. They're going to pin the Undisputed Era. They're ah. not pinning Kofi. They're, They're pinning won. Kofi. Calling it now. He's taking the pin full. I could see that too. Either way, just not Ivar and Eric taking the pin. <laughs> I don't see that. All right, maybe we'll talk about this another time then because I don't want to... I don't want to make our predictions now. Oh, they change a match again. <laughs> yeah, they're probably going to change a match. But like one more... like, What do you guys think of... Uh, Royal Rumble's coming around. Who do you guys think would be an ideal fit to face? Like, if the champion stayed the same, you had the Fiend as the Universal Champ, Brock as the WWE Champ again, heading into Mania. Nothing fucking changes. Uh, who would you Who would you have win the Royal Rumble? Because I'm going to throw a hat out, and no one's really talked about it. Daniel Bryan. I have him winning the Royal Rumble 2020. Long time coming. He finally, I think he deserves it before... He's probably going to have another neck injury and uh, call it a career. I think he should get one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, around that time, I usually try to think of guys like they're big-name players, but they're not doing much. So guys like Drew and like Kevin Owens. And The Miz. Uh, like, yeah, Brian's a good one too. Like they're credible names, and you know they're top-tier talents, but they're not getting the time of day. I'd put Shinsuke in there like if – if he wasn't, yeah, you know what I'm saying, though? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll stick with Drew for now. I'm still hoping they fucking oh. turn it around because, like, he squashed Sin Cara. So like, we'll go back and watch old podcasts. We used to praise him, yeah. like, nonstop. <laughs> I think that if it was a year for Drew, it was this year. Yeah. And they messed that up. They really did. It, it, it has to start, like I said, with Roman in 2013 or 14, whenever they made him that star in that match. I think this is where you make Drew just – if not kill Team NXT, you kill one of the teams. Like, have them eliminate, like, two or three people in the match. So I'm thinking of uh, if they're going to have NXT guys in it again, Finn Balor can be an option. 
She's been really hot late. If they can maintain that, uh, you know, maintain that. Do you really want to see the like Finn Balor? I think I'd rather see Finn at this point take on Brock again than than the Fiend. I don't know. I think I think Fiend and the Demon. Yeah, they'd probably yeah they'd probably do that. But I want to see Finn and, and Brock again. I like that Rumble match a lot. I was I was very fast paced, yeah, yeah. very I like quick. To see, like, AJ or Samoa Joe versus Brock again. Those were like solid. Holy match. crap! Talk about nobody. Where's yeah, Samoa, Samoa Joe been? Damn. Throw his name in the hat. There it yeah. is. Surprise entrant. Twenty seven. What'd you think Comes of uh, well, as we're talking about WWE and NXT? Chris Jericho throwing some shots out there. It's like, oh yeah, but NXT like. Now that they're uh, their own brand now, they're kind of like uh, WWE's ECW in 2009. Oh, he, <laughs> oh it's an insult. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, it's tough to talk about Jericho like this, but he's riding, he's riding a lot of momentum right now. And uh, when he looks at WWE, uh, he looks at a company that has made him. So uh, he's kind of got to look at that and he's got to be appreciative, but... You can't be comparing NXT to ECW of 09. Like, Jericho, I know you're trying to, like, bash them, but, like, that just... It's two completely different times and shows. Like, NXT now is amazing. ECW 09 was Ezekiel Elliott. Like, that... Or Ezekiel Jackson. Sorry, not not the running back for... Not the running back for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not... Yeah, you know the big fucking galoot, yeah. the, the the last ECW champion. Be crazy. Oh, you can't compare those two. I'm sorry, Jericho, you're wrong there. It's completely different. I can't even. Uh, you just look at the rosters that ECW had. I don't know what. what was he actually bashing? Like he's saying NXT now is ECW 09. Really? No, he's just saying like it just oh, sounds uh, way now off. they made it. They changed it before it was like this re- this outside thing, and now that they made it. Considered a third brand, they're just gonna probably be like an ECW, and maybe Roman Reigns will show up. You'll see Hogan make an appearance for the first time and whatever on NXT. Like when fucking ECW and guys like Chavo Guerrero and fucking yeah. guys like that are on. Okay, NXT I, like, I okay, I understand where he's coming from. I guess in that point, how like they made like they're now a promotion, but no, they're not gonna they're not gonna do that. I think all the guys that are there, they've deserved it they've grown as like performers like you have guys like matt riddle come in and like he was green as hell and now look at him it's like no like they actually work hard in the in the performance center and they get better so no it's not ecw of 09 it's better i love it there it is they're good pros did you guys have uh you guys have Shayna baszler ever coming up at least soon after survivor series like she's not coming up she's going down (laughs) i feel i feel like now is the time where yet her, her her title reign should end now. I think it, this is where should have ended in uh, August. I'll July. say I'm st- I'll just say Candice LeRae wins it. I, I would have said Rhea Ripley, but I guess they're waiting on her for now. So and and yeah. she looks like a fucking heel when you just look at her I'm and she's a not, face and I'm it's not, like uh, she's still too. It's young. like who are you? Yeah, like are you she's face? Like Twenty three. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm still not counting her out though. I'm not either. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like, are you face heel? I don't know where they see her long term. Like, are you the biggest baby face? Like, are you a badass baby face? Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with Candice for now. Taking it off her. I'm going Rhea. She's just been too hot recently, and kind kind of a face turn. And when you think of someone like Rhea, yeah, like someone like Rhea Ripley, when you just look at her, you think badass fucking heel. So the fact that they would, uh, yeah, she's huge. The fact that they would even. Just tweak her personality a bit to put her in a feud with Shayna. I think that kind of indicates that they may be going somewhere else there. So I'm going to stick with Rhea Ripley eventually. 
I would have seen Bianca Belair. That's Alino's girl. Yeah. Pretty good. Breaks all those performance center records. Whipping people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Literally whipping people. The <laughs> most athletic Jeez. fucking girl I've ever seen. By Holy far. shit. They go with the Candice LeRae. Like, that's like, Johnny Gargano's there. It's like, oh, we, we see this. Where it's going to go. Johnny Gargano win the title. See what Daniel Bryan started. Yeah. They'll have this little moment together. Like, oh, bullshit. We don't want to see that crap. We've seen too much of it. Just win the title on your own. Yeah, it's... Do you guys see uh, Ronda Rousey coming out during the triple threat? I I think that's I think that's yeah, happening. I think, so. I think it's happening. I don't know what her deal is. is. She making babies or something? Is she good to come back? <laughs> I just feel like she's coming back and she's gonna help Shayna win this match. Would so, make sense. So Shayna's winning this for me. Bailey, I'm sorry. Afterthought. I think Bailey's gonna fuck them up though at some point <laughs> in the match because everyone's looking at her like, oh, she's just she's champion, so we'll throw in, throw her in there, but she's not really gonna win. There'll be a part in the match where she beats the shit out of Shayna. And, and then we'll get a... I don't think she's going to win, but she'll have that spot just to kind of tell fans, hey, fuck you, I'm in this match too. I mean, yeah, like based off the build, they've, they're making Bailey look like a afterthought kind of, like it's, on TV. It's hard not to, though. Yeah. You look at the year Becky's had. And that, yeah, that's that's done. why I, I feel like uh, Bailey, this is her match to like go out and literally be like, oh, you guys want to like forget about me? Okay. Like I, I put on five star matches before in NXT. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes here. But uh, I feel like they'd have to pump the brakes for the build with Becky here, because like we haven't heard a lot of Becky the last like month or two. Like at least like not as much as before. I feel like you can't keep shoving her down our throats like kind of like Seth because you gotta remember her like in January probably the hottest in WWE and. Now you can kind of start hearing boos a bit. So I feel like you got to kind of gotta pump the brakes with Becky a bit. I think she has to lose the title eventually. I thought she was going to lose it to, Sha- to Sasha at the Hell in the Cell, and she actually won. And I was like, okay, I guess she's not winning the title. And then Sasha got hurt. And, uh, yeah, so uh, back to square one. But I really hope they don't have Becky. Uh, I hope they don't protect Becky so much and have her win here because Shayna, to me, has to win this undefeated. Just, just keep rolling with it. Maybe thinking a little further down the line, but on Raw this past week, Asuka got the better of Becky Lynch again. No one's really done that, especially more than once. So maybe uh, they're rolling as a tag team right now, but maybe in the future you can start something with Asuka and Becky again because she, she's I think, kind of had her number. I think Kyrie Sane is going to be something special too. Well, she really should be. Like as shouldn't a, be as a, a single person. As a singles, they're, like they're both fucking... Yeah. One should be the, the Raw, one should be the SmackDown. Like, Kyrie's amazing. Yeah. And I feel like she is everything that Ember Moon should be right now. Ember, who's also injured. Yeah. Who's injured, yeah. <laughs> Ember Moon, like, she had that opportunity at uh, SummerSlam, and it was uh, such a disappointing match with Bayley. No one was in it, but, you know, I a guess a lot of booze, a lot of, booze, a lot of boring, a lot of who gives a fuck, you know, who cares. Sasha. They probably went on after, like, one of the better matches. Like, we'll throw this in there just because we kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, that's basically it for this week. We'll talk more about Sur- Survivor Series when the cards. But I'm really excited for that. Uh, th- you have three teams with the Survivor Series match. That's going to be very like, – how the hell is that going to work? 15 people. So you have, what, one – no, 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 for the for the final – yeah, so 15. So you're going to have, what, one here, one here, and one, like, I don't – We saw 2016 when it was just Raw versus SmackDown, and they were almost touching each other. Yeah. 
this is so gonna be this is gonna be a yeah i'm excited for like the participants that are gonna be announced but it's gonna be uh gonna be a clusterfuck i just hope adam cole gets the final pinfall because you could talk about how much of a heel he is this guy's probably the most cheered on a nightly basis adam cole just uh yeah he's very several very standard he's very good at what he does (laughs) yeah that's it though uh Let's hope Team NXT gets the win, and let's hope that finally Seth Rollins turns heel during the match, because that's what I want to see. Burn it down. Burn it down. (laughs) That's episode 55. Stay tuned.